Hello, and welcome to Why Did I Keep This, a podcast about things that have been living in the back of our closets. Recent time at home and the trend of constantly spring cleaning during the pandemic has forced us to face why we have such a hard time of getting rid of things and our relationship with material goods. Joining me, Courtney Venez, on the podcast today are Lana Cuthbertson, an entrepreneur living in Montreal who has an impressively strict one-in, one-out policy that some, parentheses Jackie, would call dictatorshipy. We've got Jackie Glick, a producer living in LA who always knows the newest trends and loves a sample sale. Me, Courtney Venez, a voice and face actor and a comedian living in LA, am a thrift store enthusiast and online shopper. And today, joining us, our guest is Laurel Bristow, an infectious disease researcher and Instagram science brain. Laurel, hi. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Oh my God. Thanks for being here. How's everyone doing? How are y'all doing today? Just great. I uh, announced to the group just prior to our recording that I watched The Devil Wears Prada yesterday, again, after not seeing it in many years. And um, I'm just realizing now sort of how appropriate that movie was as prep for today. And uh, FYI, it's still good. (laughs) Keep that in the closet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Laurel, thank you so much for coming. We're so excited to have you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Any excuse to talk about my impressive closets? It is such oh, Laurel. I'm thrilled. Courtney to have has you here. seen my Courtney has seen my closet. It's probably twenty percent of my apartment. It's huge compared to the rest of my apartment. So it's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, it, why is it like? Is it that how the apartment came, or is this by design? No, it's it's how the apartment came. I'm not really sure what their thought process was. If they had originally thought they were going to put a washer and dryer in there, which I wish they would have because I don't have in-unit laundry. But it is um, like anyone who comes to my house, it's like I give them the tour. It's a very small apartment. I think 400, maybe 450 square feet. It's like a very small apartment. But anybody who comes over, I'm like, let me show you the closet. And they're like, oh, it's giant. It's giant. That sounds like our kind of closet. It's a good, oh my God. It's truly like when I, when I came to visit, I thought that was going to be my little like bedroom and it kind of was, uh, yeah, easily, I could definitely, I could be a bedroom. I could have fit a queen mattress in it, but it doesn't have any heating or cooling vents. And Courtney came in July, which would have just been child yeah. cruelty to make her sleep in that room. <laughs> Crack a window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's really impressive. So your closet itself is impressive. And then everything in it, like you have very fun style uh, and you're very creative and I secretly want to steal a bunch of things. Like the times you've let me borrow a piece of clothing, I'm always, I'm always very honored. So thrilled Courtney to have you today. Do, do mail each other clothing back and forth quite, quite it's regularly. Yeah, I have, a bag, I have a bag of American apparel bras I need to send you because they just don't, they don't work on me. Um, oh, I have a silver dress that you let me borrow for Halloween that I need to send back to you. So oh, perfect. that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is such a good idea. And mostly I've been mailing puzzles back and forth to my friends and family members <laughs> over the last few months. <laughs> Throw a puzzle in there when you send me something. Maybe I will. I've got a, I do have a puzzle that's just in a bag. There's no reference picture. So that's a real chaotic. Like Someone gave that to me. I'm like, oh, I have a puzzle I'd really like to offload. Maybe I can participate in this. Is yes. it the one that's it. one color? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked so cool. It's not. Yeah. Is it like gradient at all, or is it truly yeah, just yeah, like yeah. It's like okay. blue to green. It's brutal. That's it's a present. Yes. It's a gift. Happy birthday, Laurel. Mm, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I also heard a rumor, it was from your own mouth, that you sometimes make your own clothes? Yeah, I do. I like to sew a lot. I make very intense Halloween costumes and I make, I've made quite a few pieces of clothing that I wear regularly, but I've also made a lot of clothing that I hate as soon as I'm done with it and never wear. And so that's like a whole other level of consumerism to spend hours and hours on a piece of clothing that then lives in your closet that you don't want to wear, but you also spend so much time on it. So you don't want to get rid of it. Yeah, and you can't, it's not like you can give it to somebody else because you sewed this to fit you. I have, though, I will say one of my proudest moments was something that I sewed for myself that I wore a bunch. I donated to a Buffalo Exchange and they took it. Oh, that's wow. happened with a couple of pieces that I made something good enough that they were like, yep, yeah, we can resell this. And I was like, labelless purchases from a consignment store are very oh impressive. God, that's a whole new category. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I feel like I came unprepared for this. Um, no, <laughs> you I sometimes sew it. things though too, Courtney. I've sewed a couple aprons. 2D things are basically what I'm not tech, you know, but like flat things. Anything, yeah. if you want me to throw a curve in, like, mm, I'm going to need, I'm going to need a few days. I'm going to really need to think about that. But yeah, I've, I've fixed, mostly I've used my sewing machine that I got this summer uh, to fix things like little patches and then also the new things I've sewn. I've sewn a handful of aprons. They're flat and uh, a couple bags. So again, they're 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 what I call 2D. They're just the two so a couple pieces of fabric sewn together and then turned inside out. And I'm like, um this is great. I learned how to do this in middle school. I still got it. I struggle with buttons, so that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's get in to why Laurel kept this. Laurel, hi. Um, we understand that you have brought a, and by understand, I mean we asked you to bring <laughs> something to the podcast, uh, and we'd love to hear what that thing is and why you think you kept it. Yes. So I will preface this by saying I have lived in this apartment for three years. Um, it's got big closets, so you can keep a lot of stuff. And I have been spring cleaning, and I found this item. Mind you, my apartment complex does not have a pool, <laughs> and yet. I have three pool floats that are in my closet that came with me from another location. Like I packed them and I moved them to this apartment and stored them for three years. I guarantee I have not used them in the last three years. Wait, so how many moves have they made it with you? Just one or I think, like I one think big just move? One. I think they okay. made it from one, wow. one location to the next. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you going to get rid of them? Or are you no. going to keep them? What <gasps> if I need them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, one day you might have a pool. And then okay, yeah. what, what, would if have, what if I get invited to a pool party? Hang on. No, I'm going to grab one point. of them to show you. Because it's a it's a quality, it's a quality pool float. Hang on, I'll be right back. Oh, I'm so I'm, I'm excited very, to see this. I yeah. there's something about a pool float that gives me so much hope. Um, like and so much. It's like I will. Neat, like I want to use this so badly. Like, um, okay, Laurel, let us. Can we see? Can we see okay, what it is? So you can see this is a compact pool float situation. It has mm -hmm. a strap, so you oh, can wow. carry it like a little purse. But this oh. pool float is dope. I think I got this at Target. It is basically a big oval where you inflate the outside of it, and then it has a mesh net in the bottom. And mm. this is really good because it's transportable. You don't have to deal with like trying to deflate a huge thing. It's just the ring on the outside, so it's quick. 
and it's the kind of pool float where you're like half in half out on a oh, hot day yeah. so i love it and i hope to have an opportunity to use it again so it's staying but i am I was surprised to find it because it clearly got put where it got put when I moved into this apartment and had not been touched since. And so <laughs> you have three of those. No, I have. So I have that one. <laughs> I have your standard um, like $5 rectangular mm-hmm. inflate by mouth pool float, classic, elegant, timeless. And I also have, and this one actually I did technically buy here. Um, it is a two-person giant float with a cooler in the middle that I actually bought when Courtney visited because we did in Atlanta, you can do it's called shooting the hooch, which is where you tube down the Chattahoochee River. And I made Courtney do that with me, but it it's like a very big pool float that I mm-hmm. have still like hung on to. I mean, mm-hmm. that sounds like the most practical of all of them. A cooler in the middle? Yeah, it, it was takes great. Up a lot of, it takes up a lot of uh, real estate, though. It does. Mm-hmm. You and once you once. had you had to leave me in a parking lot with it for like an hour to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> it just being a little bit float. dramatic. We were just parking <laughs> the other car at the end of I the river. I was in a different state. I'd never been at. No, no, <laughs> it, was, it was. It was fine. We couldn't <laughs> fully inflate it in the car and transport it because it's so big. We like semi-inflated it and then finished inflating it in the parking lot. And then I have a lovely picture of Courtney guarding it, wearing her life vest when we returned <laughs> to go down the go down the Chattahoochee River. But yeah, that one is big, and that one I'm also not going to get rid of because what if I need it? This is well, my problem. What if she comes back again and you want to do the river again? I know. Like, I mean, when I, I do come to. back, I yeah. will use that again. Thank you very much. I just have to accept that it's worthwhile to hold on to it. But this, so this is my problem with items is. I will be a little pack ratty. I will save weird stuff like forever and ever and ever. And then one day in like a fit of rage of why did I keep this? I'll throw stuff out. And then within a week, I'll regret it. I'll be like, oh, no, I need that thing right now. We think it's great that you have three pool noodle things. I really enjoy the description of the one of them as classic, elegant, and timeless, because <laughs> I believe that we have all used that phrase a number of times about a number of things for the reason why we kept something. And like a pool floaty as classic, classic, elegant, and timeless is just the best thing. I really, I really love it. And I fully buy it. I'm right into it. I can see it. Is it white with blue? Potentially? It's orange, but Ooh, it, orange. it's that, that, you know, it's the lounger with the, it's got a pillow. It's got the pillow. Yeah, and then yeah. the, the, um, what is it? Longitudinal stripes of yep. insulation. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you tried to sit on it on the concrete, it's going to pop immediately, but yeah. I'm on to it. I mean, look, these unicorn floaties and these pizza floaties and all these like crazy emoji floaties. Flamingos. They're fun. They're fun, but they are not as comfortable nor as practical as the as the all-time classics. No, there's so many of those pool floaties that the ring is far too large. You just yeah. fall right through. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. And you also have to like sit with your legs in the air if you're going to sit on one of those flamingos. Like, what is the point? I want to lounge when I'm yeah. in the pool. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have you have options there with the with the you can do the like the mesh bottom one. Oh, that's so clutch. That's so clutch. Where like you you get to be in the water, but you don't have to worry about like falling through the little hole in the donut. You're yeah. you're, you're like buoyed there, like a perfect little little angel. You're lounging. Mm-hmm. You get some water on you. Oh, 
Um, it's, that's- really, it's delightful. And I remember I bought it in, when I lived in North Carolina in Durham because we would go to the quarry to go swimming. There is an you know, decommissioned quarry that's now full of water. That's very idyllic and like beautiful. It's all surrounded by woods and everything, but it's like, you know, a hundred feet deep. So you got to have a float because you're not just wading in a shallow end. Mm. Don't drop your keys. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if your closet also has things like skis or toboggans or, or sleds or, you know, like, do you, like, like other is, sporting, like seasonal sporting goods. Seasonal sporting goods that you can't really use in Atlanta because you don't have a pool or snow or, mm-hmm. you know, is this a, a trend? I definitely have two vintage um, ski suits that were my mom's. have never lived somewhere where it snows. I think the last time I went to the snow was also with Courtney when we went to Tahoe six years ago, I'm going to say. Let's not not number it. Let's just not name how many years ago it was. (laughs) Those have made it through every move that I have ever done. They come with me everywhere. Uh, Not getting rid of those anytime soon. Do you ski though? Do you actually ski or you just sometimes visit snowy areas? (laughs) I go into a place where it's cold. Great. Are these so vintage ski suits like one piece neon and uh, white kind of style? Yeah, one of them is a one piece. It's black and then it has like an angular design around the collar that I believe is like purple, gold, and turquoise. And mm. the other one is a um, overalls with a pullover parka situation that's hot pink. Oh, so God. good. This is you can never get rid of those. Like the <laughs> idea of you not yeah. having those breaks my heart. They were my mother's, and when she, I think I borrowed them one time to go to Tahoe, very long time ago, and then she was emptying out our childhood home and going to move cross country, and said, I think I think I had put them back at that point, and she was like, do you want these snowsuits? Like, I'm going to get rid of all this stuff, and I said, yes, absolutely give them to me, so I kept them in San Francisco, and then several years later, she was like, I think I want those snowsuits back. And I was like, excuse me, you were going to donate these and I rescued them. I am not your temporary holding place. These are my snowsuits now. <laughs> Good for you for standing up to, to that woman. Thank you, your mother. mother. <laughs> that woman, your mother. <laughs> Laura, I, I, I love that. I actually, so I, I'm going to jump into the portion where we talk about things that mm-hmm. your items have influenced. Um, and I'm so happy that you still have all those pool floats. Um, and then that's what you talked about because I feel like that was so much of like the beginning of our friendship was going to your mom's house and like hanging out in her pool. Uh, in fact, one one year we did like a, a shared birthday party together and I got little inflatable um, uh, flamingo like like can holders for the pool, like little like mm-hmm. tiny flamingos that you put a little beer can in. I still have them. I also have not had a pool. Um, and I still, I gave one away to my friend's like three-year-old daughter for like bath time. And I sort of regret it. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, she doesn't need a beer in the bath. Probably. She does That's incredible <laughs> because my recollection of those things is that mm-hmm. they did not work that well. They didn't. They didn't work. The beers kept work falling off, spilling into the pool because they would they be did. like the wrong mm-hmm. They weren't deep and, uh, enough yeah. to support the beer, so the beer was top heavy, and it would just. Mm-hmm. And my mom's pool was like 
0.2% beer by the end. Yeah. <laughs> like not, it was above the legal limit for yeah. sure. Could not, your pool could not drive no. um, after that, that party. No, but I, I, I kept them all. They're in a, a like an old, I found them when I did my most recent move. So they have also lasted two moves. Uh, and I just really like them and they give me hope. They give me hope that I will one day throw a party in a pool. Uh, in my head, I'm like, should I get rid of these? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You might attend or even throw a party in a pool. You live in LA now, Courtney. There are pools here. You must hold on to these. So You yeah. know, what I actually think that might be perfect for is in my dreams, Courtney, this summer, you and Mikey buy like one of those adult blow-up pools, like for children, but bigger, I guess mm -hmm. is how I would classify it. Mm -hmm. And then we sit there and have the little drinks in that little baby pool. And then, you know, maybe the balance will work. Oh, that, you know what? I hope that too. In this dream, they work. In this yeah, dream, in would, reality, they haven't worked. You guys could do that. And you could also just have like, I'm just imagining those like metal buckets that people sometimes fill with drinks, but mm -hmm. you just put water in those so that the beers can float next to you, but not in the same body of water. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Smart. This Smart. is why you're a scientist, aren't you? Yeah. Yes. We got to economize space, you guys. Oh, man. <laughs> Brilliant. This is Brilliant. great. I'm taking notes. Um, I I also – I see this and I, I, I see this in our future. And just after this, you know, last year, uh, it's nice It's nice to dream. It's really nice to dream. So I cannot get oh rid of Oh, my gosh. Those. Bring them to Palm Springs. I will. I will bring them to Palm Springs. Um, I'll I'll let the beers spill into the hotel's pool. Who cares? It's fine. Um, or it's I'll just or I'll just like put it right next to me. I'll put it on the I'll put it on the concrete. But as long as my little beer or beverage or Lacroix or whatever has like a nice place to sit, that's all that matters. I really Style. like this category of thing that like. Why did you keep it? Because of hope. And you've brought it through a couple moves. And not only have you brought it through a couple moves, but now it becomes something that you are going to pack with you on a trip in your suitcase, taking up <laughs> space. It's that critical of an item. <laughs> this is like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is a full sort of journey of an item to the sort of like the primary needed spot of it will sit in a suitcase with me when I travel. I am definitely Reese Witherspoon in Wild before she met the guy who was like, you got to cut back on stuff, where she was carrying, like, books with her. <laughs> you remember? And then he was like, you don't need this, uh, and made her, like, throw away all her condoms or whatever. Anybody yeah. remember that? I remember, I remember that. that. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm like, the thing that's fresher in my mind is the Gilmore Girls reunion season where Lorelai does wild and has to throw away a bunch of stuff. So I've got like the reference of the reference <laughs> in my brain. As the when, reference. I, when I moved to Montreal for uh, grad school, I remember having my friend Lior come over and help me pack. And I wanted to take a glass pie plate because I was moving to go to school and and... I love pie. And I was trying so hard to squish it into my one suitcase that I was taking. And she was like, she like picked up the pie plate and like basically like if it could have been smashed over my head, she would have done it. She was like, you don't take a pie plate when you're going to grad school. This is not okay. And like put it away to the side and was like, take your shoes, dummy. <laughs> shoes in Montreal? I don't know. I don't know, Jaggy. I was like, but I could get shoes there. And she's like, you could also get a pie plate there. 
Um, I have an item that I th- that I've thought of that like relates to some of the things we've been talking about. Um, and it is like, so as a Canadian, this, this pool paraphernalia category is less prominent for me. Um, there was like one pool that existed growing up and one person had a pool and it was just like, it was a, I mean, all three of us have the same number of pools regardless of location. (laughs) I would just like to remind you of that, but continue. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair point. Um, however, what we did have a lot of was like winter, of course, stuff like winter activities and winter paraphernalia. And as a kid, um, it was the, the critical item as a kid to have in for the winter uh, was a pair of snow pants, like very robust, sort of th- like thick, you know, snow pants that could keep you warm um, for, you know, during lunch recess, during a snowball fight for an hour or like going to the playground in the winter and building a fort and like just being outside in the winter for hours. You needed a really robust pair of snow pants. And like, these are also things that are necessary for skiers and snowboarders. Um, so I, I still have my pair of like my last pair of kids snow pants is what I still have. They're like, just, you know, they're white snow pants. They're a pair of white snow pants. They match the snow. And are they sun ice? Are they? I don't know. I don't think so. I think they might be Columbia. Oh, good. Uh, I was going to ask. Sponsorship like, opportunity? Yeah. <laughs> Columbia, sponsor us. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're like, they're so, I've had them for probably two decades and will still wear them on like a downhill ski trip, um, going to the Rocky Mountains maybe and like doing a big downhill ski trip. Um, and then I did wear them recently to go tobogganing with my niece and nephew. Um that was like another good sort of use case for these snow pants, but like I haven't replaced them. I I don't like they're perfectly good snow pants still. And like, they're a thing that I still need occasionally, even if I don't wear them for five years at a time, which has been known to happen. And like, yep, they've survived multiple moves at all of my moves ever. I think I like got them when I lived in the house that I grew up in and have moved a number of times since then, and I still have them. Well, that just sounds like they were a smart investment. There you go. It's an investment investment. piece. An investment Mm -hmm. piece. Classic, timeless, elegant snow pants. (laughs) (laughs) I have like, you know, those, those winter boots that have like an insert that you put your foot into this like thermal felt insert, and then you put your foot into the boot. I have my childhood ones of those. They were called snow stompers. They were adorable. They're bright red. They still yeah. stay at my parents' house for any any trips that I go there. And I, I wore them recently tobogganing. It's true. Okay, guys. Tobogganing is sledding, of Thank course. You. Okay. <laughs> okay. Did you see me just like uh... Yeah, sorry. I think we talked about this once before on the I podcast. Tobogganing is sledding. Um <laughs> and it's the Cana- it's it's now culturally a very Canadian word. Mm-hmm. I just want to say it comes so... up more than I thought it ever would. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say I am so thrilled to ha- finally have Laurel here, another Californian where who doesn't know much about snow. Uh, yeah, you were talking so- about the thermal inserts of those boots, and I was shaking my head like I had any idea what you were talking no about. Idea. I don't. I have no idea oh, what you're talking about. These are it, these are great little things. Like they are like they look are they like just socks. 
Because you're like, okay, a full, like, imagine if you took a piece (laughs) of thick felt, just like a square piece of felt, and like put your foot on top of that felt and like (laughs) wrapped the felt around your foot and stapled it on the top. That is literally what they look like. Like, that's what comes inside of these boots. Is that, that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, it's kind of like the tongue, you know, like in a sneaker, the tongue is made out of this felt thing that you've put your foot into prior to putting your foot into the boot. I don't think I could handle living in cold weather. (laughs) Every time, oh man, every time I'm like, snow seems nice. Maybe I could live someplace where it snows. And then you hear like, like it's just, oh, I don't know. Like I'm so grateful I grew up in like the desert by like a beach. I feel like it's so much cheaper to live where it's just like hot. Like I don't have to worry. Like snow tires like that's the thing you have to like buy and like be aware of like the time of Mm -hmm. year and things like uh like a couple episodes ago lana you were talking about how like salt ruined a pair of like street salt ruined a pair of your shoes like i don't want to i don't want to think about environmental damage on my on my goods like just i I will what i'm saying is i will not survive any place outside of southern california i am a fragile little uh hothouse flower (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I have suede shoes now, which is a real exciting time for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm really jealous. I'm really yeah. jealous. There's like a time towards the end of the winter as it starts to turn into spring where I just like, no matter how cold it still is, I cannot wear a parka one more day. It's just too bulky and too much and too frustrating and too annoying to like put it all on. So I'm usually just cold for the last few weeks of winter. <laughs> yeah. Is that where you are now? Is it starting to – are you starting to get glimmers of spring? Mm. Glimmers. Glimmers. It's like there's a slow melt happening. Mm. There is hope. Jackie was explaining to me about snow mold, which is a concept I didn't know anything about. Wait, what is snow mold? Yeah, Yeah, snow mold (laughs) is like (laughs) – when (laughs) – it's it's like an allergy season sort of – thing it's like when the snow has melted or begins to melt the stuff under the snow is revealed again it's uh it's just a nice little bed of allergens that that find people's noses and make them run yeah Mm. i don't know what it is exactly if it's like the previous fall's dead vegetation that has then yeah it's like the mulchy dead leaves wet sitting there for six months under the snow yeah i guess that makes I guess that makes perfect sense. Of course. Like, where else is it supposed to go? It's like I'm the just, decomposing goo under the snow. It's I'm not goo- thrilled. It's not gooey. <laughs> I'm thrilled that's a thing I've never even had to think about until yeah. today. Yeah. And you know what? In an hour, I'm going to forget about it. I'm going <laughs> to carry on living the rest of your <laughs> life in peace. Yeah. <laughs> Free of snow mold. <laughs> I mean, LA has its own special things. Like, Alberta doesn't have any rats, for instance. And uh, <laughs> it's like a weird provincial point of pride that Alberta is rat free. And it's like, why is not, Alberta rat free? There was it's a premier at not. some point who was like, we shall be rat free and banished the rats. Like, yeah. think about what they, it would take to banish rats. They were evicted. <laughs> they were evicted and they had to leave and they went to British Columbia, a rat infested <laughs> province. <laughs> Um, maybe maybe all the rats were just like I'm gonna go on I'm gonna go someplace where it's warmer. We I don't want, I don't like it here. I, what if all the rats are allergic to snow mold and they decide? Lana, 
this yeah. is a real question. Is the Rat Patrol real or is that just something that we grew up thinking was real? I think it is real. I, I think there is a real Rat Patrol with a real logo of like a scary looking rat. Um, and it exists and it is publicly funded by the Alberta provincial government to keep Alberta rat free and and they no just one... patrol the they just patrol the borders they just patrol the borders they're all spaced <laughs> out of us, Alberta. Oh, how do they spot the little tiny rats i i i uh, i gotta look into this stay tuned everybody this is like we've got to do a part <laughs> like, two they put yeah. like a flashlight on them and they're like hey you get back on the other side of that line <laughs> get over there <laughs> <laughs> Yes, rats. I don't like know what's so hard rat to, negotiation yeah. is a course we all have to take in high school. <laughs> Ratatouille was a very like that movie just showcases how smart rats actually are, mm. and how they really understand the nuances of flavor and also borders. <laughs> yeah, they they know they know when they're breaking the law. Yeah, they yeah. exactly. They know what they're doing. Um, Jackie, has anything occurred to you in this theme? of stuff do you have pool noodles hanging around do you have old snow suits from equipment? The 80s? was that a you thing know? you were looking forward to like when you moved from toronto to la were you mm -hmm. like jazzed to be like by the ocean like in a in a town where there are pool parties and whatnot you know i still i don't think i fully adapted to living in a place where you can go outside as you see me now, I'm wearing a long sleeve cashmere sweater, and I think it's probably in the 70s outside, but it's still March, so I still feel like I deserve to be wearing sweaters. Um, and so I I don't really go to the beach. I don't love sand. Uh, it's, I just, it's not my favorite. I don't <laughs> like going into the water and then coming out and getting like sand on my feet. I love being mm. in the water. Don't mind being on the sand hate when the two touch yeah that's fair that's fair that's the word that is the worst part of the beach is like when you leave the beach and you just you can't get you're like what am i supposed to do with my feet now because my feet are yeah. covered in sand but i gotta put my little shoes on so i can get back to my car and there's yeah. just like no getting getting it all out of there i've been thinking a lot about this i think maybe if you had like diaper wipes in the car you could like wipe your feet before getting into the car or like mm -hmm. you know there is a way i just don't know i was what gonna it say is. when i grew up uh it was always baby used baby powder like before you got oh. into the car you like threw that on on your feet and i don't know See, this is right. why i need to make friends with the locals and then, <laughs> and then, you know, the other thing is, is I go back to Canada a lot. So I think I've spoken to, to this on the podcast that my closets in LA are full of long johns and scarves and hats and toques and sweater. Like just, I have a very Sorry. robust. What's a toque? It's a it's beanie. It's a beanie. Oh, okay. I knew that one. Oh, man. It's a beanie. <laughs> I'm worldly like that. <laughs> You, are you very do worldly. also own two two uh, snowsuits, so yeah. Well, snowsuits. if you were going tobogganing, you'd wear your toque. And so yeah. now Laurel knows. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is my bad um, boy. But yeah, so I have I have pretty much all weather gear except for LA stuff. Like I don't have beach chairs. I don't. I have one beach towel actually, and I think my husband has beach towels. So we are set for beach towels, but we don't have beach chairs. We don't really have like hiking stuff. If I hike, I'm like wearing just regular old yoga clothes, which I guess is what people hike here. And I don't know. I don't do that's, that. I think that sounds pretty LA. Like yoga clothes for hiking is sounds very I feel like right. LA's definition of hiking is 
fairly low impact too. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. There's right. one, there's like one trail with like a lot of hills and that's the one that goes to the Hollywood sign. Um, the, the rest is like pretty, pretty easy. So. Yeah. Well, I just, I haven't really partaken in any of the LA outdoor activities. So most of my closets are still full of snow stuff. No, hey, doesn't you make know any what? sense, but with with climate at. change, who knows? Maybe you'll need that in a few years in LA. Anyway, not to take it dark. What was your <laughs> item? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I I have long johns. I've got like several pairs of them. I likely only need to keep one, if that. But I've got so much long underwear. I think that might be the one thing that I've never actually even considered using in LA. Um. Okay. Here's here's the here's the funny thing because I don't have any long underwear and I don't think right. I ever have. So, and I've always Send been- it to you is what you're saying. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I'll take that long underwear off your hands. Um, yeah. How do you wear it? Like how, oh no, I did have one pair of long underwear that I bought like specifically for traveling mm -hmm. once. I remember that now and it's long gone, but- um, <laughs> My long underwear Parker wearing days did not uh, originate in Northern Canada where we're from. It actually started when I moved to Toronto and I started working on film sets at night in the winter. And, oh. and so during that time, if you're not wearing as many layers as you can physically put on your body, you're gonna be very uncomfortable. So I actually wore my long johns. I wear them in the fall when I'm filming because I'm always cold, but uh, you just wear them under your pants are like, now I have so many more sweatpants. I would probably wear them under sweatpants and layer on the sweatpants. And then you like, it, it's it's for those times where you're just like, you have to stand outside for a bit. Right. right. It's, um, you know, it's not instead of snow pants, but in addition to snow pants, it's really helpful. Hmm. Okay. I'll send you a set. How about that? Got, <laughs> Thank you very much. So many. <laughs> I think it's also really hard to like break yourself of these dressing habits too when you move because I grew up in the Bay Area, which is, you know, as soon as the sun goes down, it's like 50 degrees, even if it's the middle of July. And uh, living in Atlanta, it's it'll be, you know, 90 degrees at midnight and super humid in the summer and i the first time when i would come visit friends out here um i had a friend pick me up from the hotel i was staying at because i was out here for a meeting at the cdc and i like run out to her car it's like july and i get in the car and she's like what's that and i was like oh because i was holding like a jacket in my hand and i was like in case i get cold and she was like that's not gonna happen and you're just gonna be annoyed that you're carrying that all night and she was right like you just but I can't, I have so many jackets here in Atlanta and I still have a really hard time remembering like, nope, you don't need to bring one out for the evening. Like it's going to be tank top weather all, all the way through till morning. Yeah. That, that is my favorite thing about Southern California after living in the Bay Area for eight years was not having to carry, like I always had a big purse with me in the Bay Area. Like I always used like a big old tote bag because you have to layer. And it's not that it ever gets like freezing cold, but like during the day, you know, maybe you'll be in like a t-shirt and jeans, but by, by night you'll want like a thin scarf and like at least a sweater or like a jacket. Uh, and it's so nice to live someplace where you do get those like hot summer nights. Like I love... I love a hot summer night. Like I love wearing a tank top at like midnight. Outdoor dinner. Yeah. Also. Oh, outdoor dinner. Yeah. So mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. um, Laurel. Summer <laughs> <nights>. <laughs> I 
Rana, I'm so glad you finally sang on this. After all the talk (laughs) of choir, it took you 10 episodes to finally sing something. I couldn't let it pass. I was like, how can we not sing that song? A fun fact about about where Courtney and I live is that sort of between us now is the high school where they filmed Grease. Mm -hmm. That's true. Perfect. I used to drive by it all the time. And I was like, hey. Oh, now we drive fun. by it on each other on the way to each other's houses. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so Laurel, another sort of facet of this podcast is that we talk about something that we've gotten rid of that we just desperately miss. We call it the empty hanger. And mm. is there anything that we should talk about that you need to, you know, commemorate? I in think any we way? Should, yeah, there is a loss that I think I need to mourn. And it's mm-hmm. the it's even more painful because it was not my fault that it's gone. And that is, I got, I started sewing because my mom sews a lot. My mom used to sew all of our Halloween costumes by hand. Like you tell her what you want and she makes it happen. Um, And she sewed clothing when she was in her early 20s, when she was in in like the 70s and had a bunch of those outfits that she had sewn that I loved. And we, when she was moving out of our the childhood home and selling it, we had a, either a miscommunication or she sent the wrong bag to Goodwill, but all those outfits are gone. Oh, and I no. think about them like every day. Like I literally saw a TikTok today of a, a girl, she's probably 18. She was visiting her grandma and her grandma has like meticulously kept all of her like favorite outfits from the 60s and the 70s. So it's this like, these incredible like hostess gowns and paisley and mini skirts that are in perfect condition that are like mint from that era. And I saw it and I just like my heart broke again, thinking about how badly my mom had made these like beautiful wrap skirts with like a matching tie top that she wore to a bunch of weddings. There was like a green one and there was this like multicolored like striped tan one like I can see them in my brain so clearly if I ever see someone wearing them on the street like the lucky person that found them in the thrift store I'm gonna jump them and I'm gonna take it back it's my birthright like I'm so sad about it (laughs) that it's hard yeah the first time I remember you you met you're like I feel like your mom posted something about it on Instagram and then you immediately commented you're like no you were supposed to keep those or something like that anyways yeah, there's some Instagram drama between you and your mom we uh, stirred <laughs> up some drama between the two <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah no that is that's painful that actually I've mentioned that on a couple of our episodes like the things that like the cool things my my parents had which just disappeared I think a lot of things also ended up in a bag when they retired and moved to Arizona that just that just uh, I can't find them anywhere, and I'm I'm and like some of the things like were either homemade or like had homemade like uh, parts of them, and I'm just like those are the things you keep, you ding dongs. Like what yeah. are you thinking? Um, I want to talk about another thing that has nothing to do with me technically, um, but Laurel. So a couple years ago, you sewed a Halloween costume for you and our friends Matt and Erica and the three of you went as the Belcher children from Bob's Burgers and you sewed Matt a ha- like a, a hamburger like the hamburger outfit and then i think you gave that hamburger away to someone on on like Craigslist or I something and on i Craigslist free and like people lost yeah. their minds yeah and that was the thing where i was like I shouldn't have let her do- I shouldn't have let her do that 
oh, I should have. I don't. I have no. I have no need. I have no need for like a, a hamburger. Like what are they called? Like the sandwich board? That's yeah, like, like a costume. All squishy. It was, mm-hmm. a, good, it was, it was a good hamburger costume. It was a good hamburger costume, and that's the thing I think about a lot. And I, I've never had a that's need. So funny! I'll make you a wear, hamburger if you want a hamburger. I mean, I don't know. It's it'd be different. It would just be it would be different. <laughs> I can make you your thing, own but, you kind of I mean? food if you wanted a suit. If you wanted, yeah, maybe. A I don't know. It's just it's not that hamburger, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same. But, but. I agree. I, I I for me, I love sewing, and then I have the costumes, and I don't really care about keeping them that much. Like I made a big mermaid tail one year, and so I end up I'll give them away a lot of the time. And it's like I wish I. Yeah, I wish I was in the financial bracket where I could just like have a storage unit where I put the costumes that I've made because yeah. it is. There are some times where you're like, oh, I don't really want to give this away, but I also don't want to keep it. So it's really it's a yeah. hard thing to reconcile. Yeah, it's like you made this, you spent the time on it. it you always knew it was only for one night, uh, but like the idea of getting rid of it. Anyways, I think about that hamburger like a weird amount. That's so um, funny. So the next time you sew a hamburger, just, you know, like, I'll let give me it know. to you just instead. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I mean, it won't be the same, but that's all I ask. <laughs> Speak up next time. Lesson learned. I will. Okay. All right. Fine. I will. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You need to consult your friends <laughs> before you give away your hamburgers. <laughs> that's true. Friends don't that's let true. friends give away hamburger costumes. If I was eating a hamburger and I was full, I would ask Courtney first if she wanted it before I threw it out. <laughs> it's and true. That's, and that I should stand the same for the costumes. Yeah, it should stay the same. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Um, well, this has been the most fun King Gutter Baby live on the Real Podcast. It's so fun oh to meet you. Oh my gosh, we have gone uh, forty-two minutes and forty-nine seconds without saying King Gutter Baby. Nearly King Gutter Baby, time. yeah, that's me. Laurel, King Gutter <laughs> Baby um, is your Instagram, and it's great. I Thank love you. it. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> We're all followers yeah. of this King Gutter Baby, and Courtney's uh, an old friend of the King Gutter Baby, but we all love King Gutter Baby. Perchance one day I will be the Queen Gutter Baby. Courtney's no? a friend okay. of the crown, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be a, I mean, I'm just a subject in the kingdom, but I would love to maybe have a, like a ladyship or I could be a duchess maybe. I should I start know. giving out titles with my, Ooh, with my power. You have that power. You do. You have the power. You should. I mean, don't share the power, but like share the prestige. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Delegate is all we're saying. Only yeah. one king, but you know, a lot Time of subjects. And and really, duchesses and ladies just do things for the king and queen. Yeah. So it would probably behoove you to you know have some help around the house. It's <laughs> yes, a good point. <laughs> Make a good point there. <laughs> Look, I'm uh, heavy is for a position. I'm sure this is how ladies are created <laughs> on podcast. <laughs> on podcast. Hey, man, it's uh, it's recorded and it's going on the internet. So once something's recorded and on the internet, there's no takesies backsies. <laughs> no takesies backsies. Uh, she said she would consider it. So <laughs> considering away. Great. That's great. I think that that pretty much wraps, yeah wraps that covers up. all that covers all our bases. Well, um. Oh my gosh, I don't know what the outro is. <laughs> the outro is basically something like, thanks so much for coming and listening to us on our podcast. And thanks, Laurel, so, so much for coming mm-hmm. and hanging out with us this afternoon. We okay. loved it and we love our listeners. And uh, next week, who knows what we'll talk about. And that's what makes this a true crime thriller podcast. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> something like that. All right, perfect. Do you want to, okay. want to say right. it or is that fine? I'll say it. I'll, okay, go, I can you do, do it, it now. I can do it. All right. All right. <clears throat> All right. Well, that wraps up this episode <laughs> of Why Did I Keep This? Thank you so much, Laurel Bristow, King Gutter Baby, um, you beautiful science brain, you amazing closeteer. Uh, it's been such a delight hanging out with you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for your time and for being here. Thank you for um, having me. Oh my God. Um, a big thanks to our producers. We have we have producers, Corey oh, yeah. and Akshay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes uh, Mikey. Yeah. And sometimes Mikey. Mikey is here too. Big moral su- pr- He produces a lot of moral support. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, and yeah, next week we're going to talk about something totally mysterious. And that's why this is a true crime podcast. Uh, tune in next week, everyone. Thanks. Bye listeners. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, I don't want to brag, but I'm pretty sure that was perfect. So. <laughs>